Hello and welcome to the Real Life Sports Show. This podcast is for sports fans and people playing sport. Anyone interested in sport, basically, whether that's watching it, playing it or competing at any level. My name is Sam Adams. I'm known as the Real Life Coach. I'm a business owner and a life coach who works with sports professionals, whether that's athletes, coaches and people in and around the sporting industry. And I help those people live more expansively, authentically, so that they can enhance their performance, whether that's playing their game or living their real life. My background is business, really. I've been in business for over 20 years in property, and I've mentored in that industry and coached. And that led me into life coaching. And then that led me into working with people in sport. Basically, because I'm passionate about sport. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about the topics in sport. We're going to talk about the real life behind the scenes, what it takes to be a professional athlete. We're going to have the latest news. We're going to have some discussions. I'm also going to share with you my experiences of coaching elite athletes. We will have some amazing guests and they will be talking about the glamour and the glory, the medals, the achievements, the titles. But we'll also go behind the scenes to find out what it really takes, the grit and the grind what it takes to excel as an elite athlete for yourself the listener what i promise you is that you're going to get some great takeaways and insight from these podcast episodes whether you're looking to achieve or improve your mindset it'll help you with your personal development and it will give you that extra bit of insight and what it takes to be a high achiever also i'd love for you to do me a big favor when you get to the end of this episode or any episode is leave a review. Leave me a five-star review and I will be eternally grateful. So here we go, the Real Life Sports Show. Hey everybody, so yes, this is another episode of the Real Life Sports Show, um, the sports show podcast that goes behind the scenes. and We talk about the a little bit about the glory, but also what it takes to be successful in the sporting world. And I'm doing some episodes with young people that are up, up and coming in sport. Last week, I interviewed Rio Rosenberg, who is an under-23 captain for Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace Women. And this week, I'm happy to be joined by a young man that I've heard great things about. Um, and we all have high hopes. I know his godmother, and she sings his praises like you would not believe. So today, I'm joined by Brighton and Hove football player, uh, Zach Sturge. Hi, Zach. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very well, very well. I'm very pleased that you agreed to come on this show. I've got to be honest, I didn't know who you were until your godmother said to me, oh, you live in Brighton. My, my godson's in Brighton. And then I looked you up and I thought, well, this looks like an interesting young man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks, thank you. <laughs> So tell me about who Zach is, because you're are you 16, nearly 17, Zach? Yeah, I'm 16, nearly 17. Birthday's in June. Right. June okay. 15th. June what? 15th. Ah, I'm 18th, so we're Geminis, fellow Geminis. That's yeah. not a bad thing, that's not a bad thing. Okay, yeah. so I read a little bit about you, obviously I did a little bit of digging, um, but I, I'd really love for you to, so where are you currently presently? So you, you're currently playing for Brighton, yeah? Yeah. Um, at the moment, I'm in Diggs at the moment, and I'm living in Lansing. Mm-hmm. And so I live with one other player, and it's sort of a, it's a host family kind of thing. Right, right. And so 
yeah. Us, yeah. Um, so I moved to Brighton last year, August. And so I've been doing it since then. Uh, and is that the first time we've experienced living away from home? Um, yeah, it's been the yeah. first time living away from home. So how's that yeah. been for, for starters? <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been hard, obviously, because I haven't been able to see like my friends and family and such as much as I would hope to. But I mean, it's kind of what you have to do if you want to kind of make it as a footballer. And I guess it's been, has it been harder because of obviously lockdown and not being able to mix so much? Has that made it difficult, more difficult? Yeah, definitely made it more difficult as well because I'm able to come back on the weekends. Um, and so when I do come back because of lockdown, it's not like I'm able to see my friends as much as well. Hmm. So that's also made it harder and things like that. Right. But yeah. So is it a Monday, Friday arrangement then? Um, so I train Monday to Friday. And then I have matches on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then I'll usually just come home after the match. Right. So yeah. I've heard that um, you're the next Raheem Sterling. That's what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel when I say something like that to you? Um, it makes me excited because I'm like, I'm excited for my future. I want to know like where I can go and where I'm from. I'm guessing that Auntie Girl probably <laughs> yeah telling you that but yeah it's kind of it's nice to know that I have that support and that they kind of support me yeah. so yeah okay so let, yeah. let's get let's get into the football a little bit when when did you when did you first start playing football was it uh, I started playing football when I was three years old wow do you remember yeah. do you remember that far back I kind of I kind of um it was I first started playing I think it was around in Queen's Park, that area. Mm. And yeah, I just remember my dad taking me down to the park to join my first football club. And just from then on, just what started playing. First football club then, Queen's Park? Yeah, I think it was, I think they were called Queen's Park or like Little Kickers or something like that. Right. Um, and then then on, just didn't really look back. Your conscious effort by your dad then to get you get you kicking a football, yeah. Yeah. Is your dad a big uh, football fan? I take it. Yeah, uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is definitely. He always like supports my football, especially. Mm. But yeah, he's a big football fan. Well, um, so how was how has your journey been to get you to to Brighton and Hove? So obviously you were little kickers and you kicked the ball at three. Where oh. did where did that? How did that? progress where did you go and how did your development come about um so since little little kickers I've been about four clubs I would say and so those different clubs have kind of helped me with my progress hmm. but um what was your first club my first actual club would have been Queen's Park Sharks right and is that um, just part of Queen's Park Rangers or is it about part of who is it? Is it sort of like their little under sevens or something? Or what is it? Uh, no, it was just like a local team mm. that were based in Queen's Park and the name just happened to be Queen's Park Sharks. Right. But um, yeah, they kind of helped me when I was younger in my ages of around like seven to 11, I would say. Yeah. And then I moved on to another club called Magics. Right. Um, from the ages of 12 to 14 
okay. I think it was. Yeah. And then the main club that got me into Brighton, um, it was a club called Creative Football Academy. And I was there from the ages of 14 to 15, I believe, 14 to 15. And they really, really helped me with my football. They changed who I am, really, because when I came to creative, I was playing a different position to right. where I was. And they just helped me realise that that necessarily wasn't the position for me. And that change of position had really helped me because it got me to Brighton. And, yeah. So what was the position change? What were you playing originally? And then what happened at creatives? What? Where did they change you to? I was playing as a left winger or a striker at Creative, and then they moved me to a left back. Right. And you feel more comfortable there? Yeah, definitely. Feel more comfortable. So, obviously, I guess a part of the account, what was that like? What was your lifestyle like, you know, as a kid at Creatives? Because obviously, you've got school in, but then football's super important. So, how much time did that take up outside of school for you to be at Creatives? It took up quite a lot of time, especially as at the time I was kind of, I would have been just starting my GCSEs as well. Um, so it'd be, we'd be training twice a week after school. And so it would mean that I wouldn't be getting home. I'd be getting home quite late. And so I wouldn't be able to kind of start my homework. And it was, it was a big juggle, I would say. Um, but yeah, it was, it was hard to kind of, focus on football and focus on school at the same time. Yeah. But it was manageable. Yeah. So did you go from school straight to the academy or was it home and then to the academy and, and then? Uh, from Brighton? No, from... when you were in creative, so like straight after school, did you go to your training sessions or did you go home and then have to do homework and then go and train? Uh, no, my dad would just pick me up straight from the gate and we'd go straight straight to the training. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was it? Was there a point that all of that? Because that's quite hard. Like I, like I said, I spoke to Rio last week, and she plays um, for Crystal Palace under twenty threes, and she's only eighteen. Um, and you know, she had quite a distance to travel to go to her training, and, and it's it's quite a challenge. You know, you've, you've got schoolwork, you've got your homework. You're at a yeah. really critical age, really, for exams and stuff. Did you ever think at that point, well, this is too tough, or was it? Was it never in an equation for you? Um, yeah, it did happen to me, actually, um, once, actually. And it's probably why one of the reasons why creative was just so helpful to me, because they kind of, at a time when I was kind of slipping off track with football and kind of didn't think I could really juggle football and school at the same time, they really like helped me and really just pushed me on. And they knew that I was talented enough to get to be somewhere at a club and they really just spurred me on mm. and they helped me realise that I can actually do it. And if I really like put my mind to it, then I'll be able to do it. Right. So it was, was it sort of, was that support sort of like motivational sort of stuff? How did that look? Yeah, it was definitely motivational because at the time I had a couple of friends who were in academies and like bigger clubs where I wanted to be. Mm. And like I saw that they were able to, kind of juggle their football and their school as well yeah so I would say it's like if they can do it then I should be able to as well yeah, kind yeah. Of, yeah. Cool. 
So obviously from Creatives came, that's how Brighton and Hove came about, which is mm. obviously my hometown, home city. Although I'm an Arsenal supporter, I have to put that in. <laughs> Are you? Ah, yeah. cool. Oh, cool. Well, I know Gail is actually, so yeah, so it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't surprise me. But I do go mm. to the Up Brighton match, I must admit. But yeah, so how did that come about? Like them coming for you? Is there a point in 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 the year with creatives where right all the all the scouts come in and they look, or is it a continual process that scouts are coming in all the time watching you guys? How did that work? Um, so creative actually got asked to do like come to a tournament that was at Brighton, right? And from there we won the tournament. Um, I actually scored the winning penalty as well, awesome. so that was a that was a good, yeah, good moment. And then after, on the way home from Brighton, I was in the car with my coach and the Brighton scouts, they called my coach and they were just all talking about me and that they wanted to bring me in for trials. And so then I went on trials for a week with Brighton and then they offered me a contract. Awesome. That's amazing. How did that feel, that, that moment in the car when you know they're talking about you to bring you down for a week's trial? Yeah, I felt I was just really happy. But I mean, I had it was this um uh the Brighton tournament. It was kind of just after I was kind of feeling down, and kind of my coach just helped me, and so it was definitely a good moment for me because it kind of got me back thinking, oh yeah, I can really do this if I put my mind to it. If I really give it my all, yeah, I could actually get into this club. Yeah, sure. And Did you feel? With that week's trial that you had, did you feel the did you feel the pressure of that? Was there any pressure for you, or was it just yeah, I'm just gonna go and do my best? How how did you feel about that week? Um, I felt I'd say a mix of both because there was part of me which was really confident in my ability, mm. but then there was also still that kind of part of me where I was thinking, oh, there's a lot of pressure on me because I need to do this like. I've come all this way and I have to kind of just prove myself and not kind of mess it up. But I was able to prove myself and here I am now. Do you think that that pressure is, that's personal pressure rather than pressure from, you know, wider, like your other coaches from creatives and family and friends and that? Was it, is it just your own personal pressure to do as well as you can? Yeah, I would say... Definitely, it's my own personal pressure. But also, I'd say it's kind of that pressure of me wanting to do my family proud and my coaches as well proud because mm -hmm. they've done all this kind of work for me. Mm. And I just want to be able to show them that I'm not kind of like wasting their time yeah. per se. But yeah, that's a big pressure for me. Yeah, sure. Mm. Well, um Okay, so you did that week. You scored. You uh, obviously. Do they tell you at the end of that week? So you did that whole week of trials. Is it pack your bags, goodbye, and we'll get in touch, or is it they told you it straight away at the end of the week? I'm really curious because it's. I think for listeners that listen in, it's really nice for them to understand like what are the processes, what's involved, what's the highs, what's the lows, and obviously you've talked about some of that already. So that that's kind of why I'm asking you these questions because I think the listeners are really interested to know the process and how it works. Um, so for me it was that they just told me straight up at the end of the week that um, that they were interested in me um, 
but that's not always the case. Sometimes it could be that um, you go home, you don't find out for like a good week, and then they come back and tell you that they want you or they don't want you. Yeah. But that wasn't the case for me yeah. this time. Yeah. And after that, after they told you that, how quickly was the move down to Brighton? Um, so I actually I signed for Brighton in 2019. But I was kind of, because I was still in school, I would be um, going up to Brighton twice a week. Mm. And then in November 2019, I signed my scholarship, which yeah. was then the move down to Brighton. And so I moved that summer down to Brighton. Yeah. And then now I'm in Diggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So what? So what's the experience? So take me on the journey of being in Brighton and Hove and your scholarship. How's how's that played out um, over the last period of time that you've been there? Where did you start and how does that work? Do you play in like the under? I don't know what is it. The under? How old are you? Eighteen. Yeah, you. Yeah, so you was fifteen then, was you? Yeah. Uh yeah, but um, now this season I'm in the under eighteens, under eighteen side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been doing well as a team as well. Uh, I think we're third at the moment in the league. But, um, yeah, we've been doing well. I've been, I've played uh, under 23s as well. So that's a good. That's a big step a up. Good step up. Yeah, it's a very big step up. How, how, was, that? how was the difference between the under 18s and under 23s then? Yeah, it's definitely a big step up. As, like, not only the way that they play, but like, the kind of discipline and how much more of a battle it is and how much like more aggression there is to that level of football. Right. And like, yeah, how much the players kind of want to win because at my age, it's kind of about development and things like that. But when you go up that level, it's more about winning and that, yeah, mm. those kind of things are. Yeah. How... how yeah. Has it just once that you've played in the under-23s? Um, I've played for them three times. And has it got better each time? Yeah, it's been it's been good each time. Uh, kind of, yeah, getting better, getting used to the squad. Yeah. And it, mm. I'm assuming it's, <clears throat> I don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it a much more sort of physical, stronger level going into the under-23s? Yeah, definitely. Playing against older players and so especially me being a 16 year old they're going to have a physical advantage on me mm. so it's kind of just how you adapt to that yeah but, yeah. yeah but that's good they've been picked three times to, to play for them so that's yeah that's a good sign that the new Raheem Sterling's on his way <laughs> <laughs> yeah good signs what, what, okay so what what does your daily days look like now then how does you you know what talk me through a typical day in the life of Zach for you know training and stuff and what you need to do in order to you know put yourself in the best position to be as, as good as you can be as in my daily routine right yeah. my schedule for Bryson yeah um so on Mondays uh, uh Ted will have education um doing a BTEC in sports and so we'll have that for around two hours Ish. Mm. then we'll go into the training ground at one 
people train for two hours and then do gym. Right. And then that's the exact same on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And then days like Wednesday, like today, I've got a day off. So that's good. Uh, just for like recovery and things like that. Yeah. And then Thursday, Friday, back to the same schedule as Monday and Tuesday. Right. So education, training, and then gym. Yeah. And then on Friday, on Saturday, sorry, we have our matches, match day. Right. And then Sunday is another rest day, is it? Yeah, Sunday is another rest day. Yeah, yeah, cool. So what, as as you were growing up as a kid, who were your, um, I guess, who did you look up to in football? Who did you kind of admire? And um, was there anyone you wanted to be like, or you just saw, you know, who was it that you watched that you, yeah, you just really liked? Well, when I was younger, obviously I was playing like a different position back then. I was playing more of a striker and pretty much every every like young footballer, they idolised like their Cristiano Ronaldo's and like Messi's. Yeah. And so, yeah, just like seeing them do what they do is just amazing because they're just so good at football. Yeah. But yeah, I'd say definitely like them. And what about Thanks. now? Who who do you kind of look at now and you think, yeah, I'd like to be as good as or have a similar sort of style as those players? Now that I'm a left back, I would say Ashley Cole. Oh, okay. He's yeah. a very good left back as well and very athletic. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. a good player. He's a good player. Yeah, he is. Do you, um, have you had <clears throat> opportunities to meet with the first team or any of the main team for Brighton? Um, or, you know, do you ever get an opportunity to hang out with any of those guys? Um, you don't really get to hang out with them in that sense, but we see them around the training grounds, like when they're in the gym or things like that, or like in the canteen, mm. we'll see them. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, cool, cool. So I guess if you could, question for you, if you could predict and have the future that you want, the career that you want, what would it look like? Um, I'd say playing for my national team, England, yeah. that would be a great experience. And probably playing for Arsenal as well, because that's just a club that I support and I love them. Yeah. Um, yeah, just being able to play for them on a regular basis would just be amazing. Yeah, that, I mean, that would be... We'd all be really happy. You and Auntie Gail would be really happy and me. Uh-huh. <laughs> We'd all be really... I'm taking it your parents are Arsenal fans. Yeah, they are, they are. Good, correct answer. <laughs> Cool. Is there, has there been, obviously, the, the England, it would be great, like you say, to play for your country. Um, has there been any sort of, any talk of that or any scouting around that for you yet? Or you've not heard anything? Uh, no, at the moment, no, I haven't heard anything. Right. But hopefully something that could come in the future. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So just before we wrap up, um, I really appreciate you taking the time, by the way. What what do you like to do outside of football? Because I always think, you know, like I deal with sports people in my, you know, as a life coach and um, sport can be quite consuming when you play at a high level. But, you know, we're human first, right? We're a human being first. We need other things other than just our main job or our, our main one thing, which is obviously football for you. What do you like to do outside of football? What what excites you? What makes you happy? Um, I'd say just like 
being around like my friends and my family, just like distractions from football because being around the football, like football players and my teammates, sometimes they just need a kind of like distraction from that kind of always trying to win and it's always like competitive and things like that. Sometimes just need to like chill out with my friends and family. How do you how do you do that at the moment? Obviously it's difficult because we're <clears throat> in this pandemic. Um, how do you relax now? Like, do you do, are you a gamer or anything like that? Are you into your games or not? Uh, I don't really play that much games anymore. Now it's kind of, I'm into my music a lot. I listen to probably music whenever I can really. And yeah. music really just helps me kind of chill out and just calm down. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say that's one of the key things. Yeah, absolutely. Can't beat a bit of music. It's great to shift mm. a bad mood as well, especially. Yeah. <laughs> shake it out, shake it out. Cool. Mm. That's amazing, Zach. Thank you. Uh, so who actually on your music, who who is your favourite uh, artist then? It's got to be rap in it. You bet you're into rap. Actually, well, I listen to anything actually. Like if you ask my parents, like in the car down to Brighton, you'll be hearing literally anything. Could be like Lionel Richie, could be Michael Jackson. Awesome. Could be, Good picks. Yeah, could be anyone. That's, yeah. that's nice to hear. You've got a wide range of music taste as well, then. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. All right, Zach, it's been really nice talking to you and to getting to know a little bit about you before the massive fame and glory comes, as I'm sure it's going to come. So don't forget this podcast when that happens, because we'll have you back on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're very welcome. It's really nice to talk to you and good luck going forward. Look forward to seeing you uh, playing in the playing for Arsenal, playing in an England shirt and yeah, just just rocking it. So thanks very much, Zach. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Real Life Sports Show. I hope you found some value in this free podcast. If you have, then tell someone else about it. And while you're at it, why not leave me a five-star review? Also, you can share it on your socials. You'll mostly find me on Instagram at Sam Adams Coach. Use the hashtag Real Life. You can also check me out at my website, sam-adams.com. If you're interested in my coaching or have any comments at all then just drop me a dm via instagram and i will get back to you i look at all my messages and i reply to every single one of them <laughs>